Hello, I'm John Kenny, the Relationship Guy, and Relationship Coach, helping people to create healthy, intimate relationships. Welcome to the show, the show where we talk about all things relationships with a mix of my own relationship ramblings and some great guests from all walks of life who will be discussing the importance of relationships to them. Hello. I was listening to a song by Isaac Danielson called Power and it's a great song. I would recommend it for you to have a listen to. And it reminded me of um, when I did a talk uh, a couple of years ago that sparked a lot of conversations and I actually spoke about the topic of power at this event and discussed why learning about power was so important every environment that you are in creates its own hierarchy of power and within relationships it can dictate a lot about how you feel and the level of control that you have uh, where you place yourself and others and then the subsequent outcomes for your life and in the 1950s two social psychologists john french and bertram Raven published a study into psychological power and discovered that there are essentially five bases of power in every power dynamic, no matter where you are or the situation that you are in, stems from one of these five categories. Now on the surface, psychological power sounds like an exercise in how to manipulate people. And of course, yes, it can be used in this way and for those outcomes but understanding power uh, however has a much more significant purpose it allows you to reflect and understand on why you listen to certain people and allow them to hold power over you um, dictating maybe your decisions your behaviors your thoughts and feelings etc why you place yourself in certain spaces in social spheres and environments and how you interact and act in your life power plays insignificant and usually uh, daily roles in your life and will impact on you your relationships your career your social life in fact every whether you exist uh, affecting the success of anything that you try and achieve in your life. So recognizing power dynamics prepares you to be able to decide how much you have, how much you hand over and overcome these trying people that may be trying to influence you using their power. So what are the five types of psychological power? Number one is reward power. Uh, when someone has something you want. Um, when this is the case, they have some degree of power over you. If used in a healthy way, it can be a great motivator. Investing in something that gives you a fair reward will give you more of a reason to invest time and effort into it. It allows uh, you or someone else to leverage their position to get something or some uh, something from someone else reward power can flow backwards and forwards 
when we are negotiating or trying to find a solution to resolve a problem we can be working towards a win-win situation but in some cases some people may only be happy if there is a win for them and use reward power for their own gains. Good leaders can use reward power to inspire and motivate but also undercut, ostracize and humiliate other people. In personal relationships it's about balance, being able to see that you can both gain uh, from using this type of power. If this is the case you build trust, you believe in the outcomes, there's a belief in fairness and there's a healthiness within the relationship. Number two is coercive power. Coercive power is just like reward power except the rewards are punishments instead. Someone with coercive power has the capability of punishing someone or affecting your life in a negative way. And this is common in abusive and toxic relationships. It should only be used sparingly, if at all, as using it intentionally to get what you want or need is, well, ethically questionable at the, uh, at the least. And it can breed upset and contempt within relationships. Both rewards and punishments can be used in a manipulative manner as mentioned already and people can feel taken advantage of. So make sure if you are going to be using them, you never do it in a bullying way, trying to gain emotional or psychological upper hands and put someone else into a less favourable situation or space. So number three is uh, expert power. So even if someone can't reward or punish you, they can still hold significant power over you. Uh, power dynamics don't always include an exchange of resources and expert power is an example of this. So it depends entirely on the perception of how much expertise you think someone has and how much that you think they have more than you. So it can lead you to deferring to or doing what someone wants you to do based on the fact that you see them as an expert. So being a coach is a good example of this. Uh, and as I mentioned in my talk uh, at the event I was at, speaking to people, the ones that were listening to what I had to say, could have made decisions directly from my presentation because they saw me as an expert on relationships. And basically, the same as you could be doing now by listening to this podcast. There could be podcasts that you listen to that you've taken advice from, uh, followed what people wanted you to do because you saw the person that you were listening to as an expert. But it's perceived that someone with expertise grants them more power over someone less knowledgeable but we need to ensure that that perception is correct uh, and that what they are saying is still the right thing for you to act upon that being said expert power does not usually result in concrete changes rather 
it affects the thoughts and abstract ideas of people. But ultimately, a new mindset will impact on your life. So it does carry a certain level of influencing power. Number four is legitimate power. And this is probably the most complicated of the five. So we'll talk a little bit about this in more detail. So legitimate power, let's look at um, the prime minister. So he has legitimate power. Uh, he's seen to be more important than a junior minister. They are in a position that we are more likely to listen to. They seem to have a more formal right to give orders or instructions. So, for instance, an officer in the army or when I used to be in the fire brigade, um, my old station officers used to order me about and tell me what to do. They had legitimate power to be able to do that. The person with the power usually has some sort of technical, positional or legal reasons for telling you what to do. And so they naturally expect people with less power to listen to them and do it. But this also feeds into our shoulds and our have tos. These come from expectations of ourselves that either come from within us or from other people. They are often products of your interactions between all types of relationships that you've had throughout your life and become part of your subconscious. You may even have no idea where your should do's come from, but you believe it anyway. Without these shoulds, then legitimate power can't exist. Your internal values legitimise the other person's authority. You prioritise what they say or what they do over yourself and give them to right, the right to overshadow you. It ties into your perception of authority figures. Ignoring legitimate power can come with risk, but it only works in a healthy way if both sides of the dynamic agree that it works for both sides. We rely on unspoken agreements in society to have an organised and structured life, but it still needs to be by agreement and not by demand. So next time you say, I should or I have to, ask yourself why this is and is this really the best thing for you? And number five is referent power. So this is when someone is longing to have what someone else has, uh, maybe even going so far as to putting someone else on a pedestal. An example could be wanting to have the physique of someone else that you've seen on the TV or maybe someone you met in the gym. And then you try and connect with them and maintain a relationship with them just to be around them. This can lead to a referent relationship as you could defer to them or do what they want because of how you aspire to be like them. Referent power can also exist between relationships between a person and a group. People will try and join or be part of groups that they like or respect and can force themselves to change if they don't actually fit in, sacrificing their values and principles to feel accepted. To use referent power in your own life, be someone you would like to be around that is genuinely you, attracting people to you that feel that they can connect with who you are 
and want to be in your company. If you then gain referent power, be mindful of the messages you are spreading as you never know who you could be influencing. Remember that you are equal to others. You have your own unique qualities and abilities. If you see yourself lower or less than you are, you are likely to give over your power far too easily. You'll struggle to live by your own values and principles and you'll be difficult for you to recognise your own qualities and abilities. If this is the case in your life and you feel like you're giving far too much power to other people, then I suggest that you work on your self-esteem, your self-confidence, self-worth and appreciation and empower yourself. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, follow and review the show. That is very much appreciated. And please do reach out if you would like to know more about how you can create healthy, intimate relationships in your life. I will leave you with this quote from Carl Bond. Although we can't go back and make a brand new start, we can start now and make a brand new ending. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Relationship Guide.